And it's such a cyclical thing. All of these feasts, it, yeah. it, it comes back around. Like so, there's really no ending a teaching like this. No. But we find a stopping point. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, and that's the end. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> and I'm gonna do my best today to get these up on the podcast and the teaching on the blog. God willing, I'm gonna try and do it. I'm gonna do it. I, I think was, you I can do it. Take forty days. This yeah. <laughs> this one is it's necessary, and I want to just kind of go with that thought of uh, this is my love note. You know, they needed an encounter. What is a love note? Just that reminder. Yeah. Why is it we say, I love you? I love you. We've said it a million times. I love you. Yeah. It's a love note. It's a reminder, right? They Sometimes we just need the significant encounter. Uh, you remember when the women first came to the tomb after the resurrection and saw the angel? They went out quickly, fled from the tomb, for they trembled and were amazed, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Mm. Why do they need a love note? They were afraid. When Mary Magdalene finally gained the courage to tell the apostles, quote, they did not believe. When the two disciples walked with Jesus on the road, shared their story, they did not believe them either. <laughs> Later, he appears to the eleven. He rebuked their unbelief, hardness of heart, and why they didn't believe people tell him after he'd risen. Obviously, Jesus doesn't want any of us to repeat the mistakes of the apostles or fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah 28. Whom will he teach knowledge? And whom will he make to understand the message? For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people. Wow. Mm. To whom he said, this is the rest which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, but the worst part. Yet they would not hear. Now, it just may be irony or it just may be me, but why is it we don't know the tongue when we're speaking? <laughs> because we would not hear ever. No. We just, this is refreshing. Yeah. They had to do it in a way. That wasn't that would would not involve our brains. You know, they tested people speaking in tongues, right? Versus people speaking and speaking in tongues is a language, verbal language you can hear, but it does not activate that part of your brain that is your speech center. And I think it's because of that verse. Yeah, this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. <sighs> this is the rest with which you cause the weary to rest. You need rest. I promise you, it's Pentecost. God knows you need rest. God knows that you won't take your rest. And so he brings the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There are gifts of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. When Peter began preaching after the Holy Spirit fell on them, he spoke of King David. This tomb of King David was right below him when he was preaching. And he quotes David. He said, I saw Jehovah always before me because he's at my right hand. I'll not be shaken. And for my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will live in hope. Peter was pointing out that this gift of tongues was a fulfillment of what King David saw prophetically. And he says, Yehovah says to my Lord, the Father said to the Son, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool to your feet. Peter was saying that the purpose of the infilling and empowering was happening to cause all the Son's enemies to be subjected, or subjugated in that sense. The Holy Spirit baptism can occur any time after Jesus comes to dwell in our heart. He doesn't get buried in our hearts. He plants himself in order to bear fruit. We literally become a tree that bears spiritual fruit. All we have to do is ask and receive. Sometimes that includes asking until we receive. The nine fruits listed in Galatians 5 all come as a result of life on a tree which requires us to grow. Controlling the tongue is not easy. <laughs> our unruly tongues require revival. Faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, joy, kindness, long-suffering, long peace... Love, peace, and self-control are all expressed in many ways. 
but never so beautiful as with the tongue. Proverbs 18, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Still, there's more to the spirit than tongues, or what and how we speak. Corinthians 12 says, in many spiritual gifts, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues, and the interpretation. Mm. The spirit distributes them individually as he wills. Why does he give them? These nine gifts require us to minister to others in order to use them. They're not for keeping or storing up, mm-hmm. but rather for using and giving away. You, yes. Have you got it? Pentecost is about giving away. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Even the gifts. And Deuteronomy 30 says, but the word is very near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. Mm. Acts 1, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you've heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Ruach Kodesh. Now, many days from now. There's been more conflict throughout church history on this one subject than probably every other issue combined because it's not intellectual. It can't be understood or argued or controlled by man. <laughs> it requires faith and obedience. Amen. The experience was different for me than it was for Kelly, than it was for Corey. Corey actually got baptized in the Holy Spirit on Pentecost at a church we were at when she was 11. Wait for the promise, no matter how long it takes. No matter what others experience, don't assume God will do things the same way with you. Worship him constantly. Ask to be filled. Constantly. Yeah. When opportunities arise for the laying on of hands, have faith. See what happens. Don't stop till you're full. That's my best advice to you. Can you be baptized in the Holy Spirit and power without speaking in tongues? Well, you know, there's opinions. But if you don't speak in tongues but obviously have gifts and anointing, well, then they're coming from God, but not from what is known as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I would say no. I don't believe you can call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit if there's not tongues. But that's not what the baptism of the Holy Spirit is. That's just a fruit of it. That's just the evidence of it. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says this. There's gifts of the Father, gifts of the Son, gifts of the Holy Spirit. So the gifts of the Father are in Romans 12. We know we have many members in one body, but all the members don't have the same function, so we being many are one body in Christ, individually members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Well, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He teaches in teaching, who exhorts in exhortation, who gives with liberty, liberality, and he who leads with diligence, who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Those are the gifts of the Father. If you have those, those gifts are from the Father. Gifts of the Son are in Ephesians 4. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the statute of the fullness of Christ. You may have those. Those are gifts of the Son. Gifts of the Holy Spirit are in Corinthians 12. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Wow. The profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same... You see a trend here? By the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy discerning spirits, different kind of tongues, interpretations of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So yeah, if you someone's taught you things that aren't true, you know, just take a step. Let God uh, readjust your thinking. Let him have 
all that you have and all that you are, and he'll blow you away. Mm. I'm going to wrap this up just as a reminder. Uh, I thank you for those of you that listened early on, especially we're calling and giving, and I just uh, thank you so much to help us uh, make it through this month of June. Never too late to give, and uh, I just pray that you pray and let God lead you in that area too. I especially want you to experience the power of God. I want to pray for you real quick. Father, would you baptize in your Holy Spirit those who are crying out to you, asking right now, asking in the name of Jesus in in faith that you, Yeshua, will do that thing which you promised. If we ask, we seek, you would uh, give it to us. So Lord, baptize them in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. The power and the offering and a heart after you. Help them know they can't force your hand, twist your arm, or do anything to make you do it. That's a wonderful gift you long to give to them. Because it's you. It's just more of you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And a powerful insight today. And we're grateful for the opportunity to have Ray in the studio to teach on Pentecost and all of the other feasts and opportunities we have to have him here. And um, you can check out the blog at victory.radio. 